The Angels win two out of three this weekend and find themselves somewhere they haven't been in years. What is it? We'll tell you. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and now on SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed. We're almost at 5,000, Jonathan. And click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Thank you for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Mike, we've been fans of this team for years and it's our second season here at lockdown angels and we're very excited to be talking angels baseball monday through friday right here on lockdown angels on youtube or on where you're listening to podcasts wherever you are in the world hello thank you for being here we're excited to uh talk about this weekend series against the royals but lockdown everydayers just so you know we are going to get you ready for the dodgers series which starts on tuesday so tomorrow we're going to have all the preparation you need to get ready for that series quick quick little one it's only two games and then the angels are off again then they head to colorado and i saw an article about their travel schedule and how easy it will be through july 23rd which is great news because these guys have been going through it so it'll be right. great to uh to, for them to get some rest as we saw demonstrated over the weekend mike real fast i hope you had a great father's day happy father's day to uh thank you you and all the dads out there, or if you got to celebrate your dad or whoever you call dad, your dad figure in your life, we hope you had a great weekend. And uh, speaking of great weekends, let's talk about this weekend series against the Royals. Uh, Johnny, on Friday, the Angels started off this series with a 3 nothing victory. And this is one of those games that could have been a letdown game. And it wasn't mm-hmm. because Patrick Sandoval pitched really well. Seven shutout innings, just four hits. Four walks is always concerning because mm-hmm. he is throwing a lot of pitches, but going seven innings was fantastic. Six Ks, 102 pitches in seven innings. I love that. His pitch mix was great. Johnny, changeup, fastball, slider, had a sinker, had a curveball, had a sweeper. We hate the sweeper. Not uh, a sweeper. He, he threw a sweeper. <laughs> um, the thing that he did well, even though he gave up four walks, is he stranded at least one runner in the first six innings, John. Mm, And he mm -hmm. looked like a different pitcher. And after the game, they interviewed him, and he let us know, Patrick Sandoval let us know, that he started calling his own pitches. He said he thinks that that helped him snap his five-game losing streak. Johnny, there's a quote there, a couple quotes there. Why don't you read those to us? Yeah, Sandoval said, there were a couple of times I felt rushed, or I didn't have the time to get the pitch that I wanted. And that's interesting because, you know, when you and I were talking about the uh, the Otani tempo on the pitch mm-hmm. ma- or the mound and the pitch clock, that was a conversation you and I had. Hey, it, you know, Otani had a lot more time on the mound last season and he's had to pick up that tempo. And it turns out that Sandoval has been right in line with Otani's tempo. And so it makes sense for him to also implement calling his own pitches. Sandy said about calling his own pitches, it helped him to eliminate uh, that completely uh, to where he didn't feel rushed. He said that helped a lot. And uh, again, we talked about how the the schedule affected Otani and and possibly the pitch clock. And then we learned that the pitch com affected Sandy because he looked like the guy from last year, didn't he? 
Yeah, he looked really good. And I think it's just going to be a matter of habit, John. It's it's a matter of routine for these guys. We know that baseball players are creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're finally getting into the rhythm. It's June. And I think the guys are finally getting comfortable with the pitch clock and how much time they have between pitches and who's going to call the pitches. And I think that there may have been some things that they did last year that worked, but aren't going to work in this new era of mm-hmm. pitching. And I, I'm glad that Sandy really feels like calling his own pitches is better for him because then he knows what he's going to throw. He's not having to shake off the catcher. He can probably be a bit more confident. And I think we saw that. And I know it's against the Royals, but I think we saw that against the Royals because he really was consistent in getting ground balls. He was consistent in stranding runners. Throwing 102 pitches in seven innings is fantastic. And Royals are a team that you want to get right against. And mm-hmm. I felt like Sandy really was able to get right on Friday night. Yeah, if there's ever a moment to get right and try some things out and try something new, it's it's against a team like the Royals, who you know we all wanted to sweep them, obviously, because they've been the worst team in baseball. That didn't happen on Saturday, and of course, we'll recap that. But, Mike, one thing that I appreciated about this game was Sam Bachman getting those last two innings yeah. and getting his first career save in the process. Now, I understand saves are <laughs> saves are a little confusing sometimes because sure. The, sure. the easiest way to look at it is, hey, you know, three runs or less, if you get out of that inning in the ninth, you get the save. But yeah. it really matters on when the tying run comes to the plate, right? And so... The fact that Sam Bachman was able to get those two innings pitched and keep the game 3 nothing in the ninth was very helpful. Mike, how about Brandon Drury this weekend? Yeah. Having a series, man. He had two yeah. RBIs in this one, playing some great defense as well. We'll talk about his defense from the Sunday game. Uh, Otani, two walks and, and a double in this one. And then Mike Trout, one for four with a walk, got himself a pretty good hit. And that was kind of an indication of things to come when we talk about players getting right, right? Yeah, I am excited about his weekend because I think he's starting to figure some things out. He actually said after Sunday's game that there's a mechanism in his swing and he was kind of gliding to the pitch instead of driving to the pitch. And so Mm -hmm. that is something he noticed. And he said the work he's been putting in has really helped him to figure that out. And of course, we'll talk about Sunday's game, but it looked like Friday he was starting to break out of that slump. Anytime you see Trout getting a walk, and getting maybe two walks in a game, you know that he's tracking the pitch really well. I mean, the guy walks all the time, but this season his walk rate has been down, Mm -hmm. and that's because I think he's been trying to swing at pitches and make contact, and they haven't been where he's needed them to be in his hitting zone. And, Johnny, I'm going to throw it back to Sam Bachman for just a minute. He just looks like a completely different pitcher than he did when he first came up. You can already see the adjustments and improvements that he's making and what a find this guy is in in the draft and then being able to use him in this role. The Angels wanted to use Chase Silseth in this role, but it seems like Bachman has really pivoted and adjusted to being the seventh, eighth, or ninth guy. And I love that he was able to eat up two innings, especially after that Texas Rangers series because this bullpen was taxed. Again, we'll talk about that Saturday (laughs) on Saturday's game. But I I love that he was able to shut the door and get the win for Patrick Sandoval in this game. Mike, before the game, there was a lot of injury news. Of course, we already knew that Zach Neto was going to go on the 10-day IL. Uh, Rendon was taking the weekend off because he got hit right on the wrist bone, right where he had surgery. A good grief, man. Can the ball just, can we just not hit Rendon? Can we right. not do anything to him? Because yeah. it's always the areas in which he got hurt before. And then Gio Rochella, who had been dealing with back problems, uh, was is now going to be out because he has a 
pelvis fracture. He's right. got a fracture on his. Mm. He's got a cracked pelvis, like Meredith from The Office. Uh, Geo <laughs> Geo got hit by Michael in his car. Um, but but that's going to keep him out for some time. And yeah. so we did see a lot of reinforcements come up. We saw Andrew Velasquez, Michael Stefanik was also called up from AAA over the weekend. We got the news that David Fletcher is off the bereavement list. I expect that we'll see David Fletcher maybe in this Dodger series. I think it would that make would sense. be great. Yeah. Yeah. But uh but as far as Andrew Velasquez, I made a comment about just how important it was for him to be somebody who can get on base and not try to swing for the fences every time. And he did that. And the reason why mm-hmm. it's valuable for him to get on base is because of his ability to steal bags. Mike, yeah. last year, Otani, I think, led our team in stolen bases. Of course he did. And then Andrew Velasquez was right there with him. And I know that we complain about Squid's bat, and rightfully so. But if this guy can be the guy he's supposed to be and not try to be something he's not, he's going to be extra valuable, obviously, in the field with his glove. But then stealing bases, his running game, is super quick and he actually stole two on on saturday we'll talk about that but man that's the kind of guy that he needs to be speaking of which uh we're going to talk about game two in just a minute but just so you're aware the dodgers are coming to town they're going to be at the big a on tuesday that game's going to start at 707 pacific time you can catch every pitch of the angels hometown broadcast on sirius xm with with the sxm app just search angels and coming up on locked on angels trout and otani did something this weekend that only Trout and Pujols have done more. What is that? We're going to talk about that coming right up. Locked on Angels is brought to you by eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. And the same comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. And so the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With the eBay Guarantee Fit, you'll be sure every part that you get fits right and fits right the first time just add your ride to the my garage and look for the green check mark to know that the part will fit or your money back and with over 122 million parts to choose from you'll be back in the game in no time get the right parts the right fit at the right prices on ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply ebay guarantee fit is only available to u.s customers Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Locked On Everydayers, tomorrow we're getting ourselves ready for the big series against the Dodgers. We're going to prep you with everything you need to know heading into that game on Tuesday night, which starts at 7.07 Pacific time. Catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. John, on Saturday, the Angels snatched defeat from the hands of victory, and they <laughs> lost... 10 to nine. And it was one of those games that we thought was going to be really easy because at one point it was eight to two and the angels Mm -hmm. got there with four home runs, including Shohei Otani's 150th career home run. Yeah. Taylor Ward. Fastest angel to 150 career home runs. Isn't that awesome? There's not going to be an angels record book anymore. It's going to be the Otani record book because (laughs) his name is in every category, right? That's right. Taylor Ward hit a bomb in this one. Brandon Drury had two. I mean, he, again, had a really great weekend. How about this guy? And what I love is that we needed him. We needed him to step up because we had these injuries, and he did all weekend long. And how about Michael Stefanik coming Mm -hmm. up and getting two hits and an RBI in this game? Being Gio Urshela, right? Because (laughs) Stefanik is just another Gio Urshela. I think we replaced the same player with the same player with Michael Stefanik coming up. Yeah, It was a great move, and we had – 
uh, great news from him because he had reached base in over 60 games in the minor leagues and mm-hmm. was on a really uh, you know, crazy pace. Mm-hmm. And so to have him up at the major league roster is great. And that he actually performed right away is awesome. It's, it, it's interesting, John, to see some of these young guys come up and perform immediately because Angel fans would know, <laughs> especially in the last few years, we just haven't had that outside of Mike Trout and maybe David Fletcher. Mm-hmm. Everybody else that we've brought up in the last 10 to 15 years, it felt like they have just been a flop, which is why they've gone and signed free agents and obviously didn't draft very well. But to be able to have Ben Joyce come up and Sam Bachman come up and have Neto play the way that he's playing and even Stefanik come up and, and play really well is just really exciting and, and it gets me excited about the future. Again, we can make a comment about like, why are we ranked so low? Because these guys in the minor leagues are coming up and really they're they're killing it when they come into the major leagues. Absolutely. Speaking of somebody that has really turned it around, we had Griffin Canning who pitched very well. He had six innings pitched, three hits. Only gave up two runs on a home run and five Ks in this one. Mike, unfortunately, it was it was a bullpen blow up. Yeah. And I I, I don't consider this one a blow pen game. Right. Because I agree. In a lot of ways, our bullpen won us the Texas series. Those yeah. guys were working in that Texas series, and they had to. Because if we didn't take three out of four from the Rangers, I don't think we'd be riding the momentum that we're riding now. And and you've got to use all your best parts against the best teams. And I understand that in this game, it was Colton Ingram's debut. Somebody that you and I have been excited about yeah, because he's a lefty and, and you know, they're bringing these guys up to come out of the pen like Sam Bachman and Chase Silseth. Obviously, Bachman has succeeded at this. And in an 8-2 to two game, you want to give somebody like Colton Ingram yeah. a shot. This um, is the perfect time, Johnny. This is the perfect time to bring him in. And you're up eight to two. It's the Kansas City Royals. And, mm-hmm. and if he goes up a couple of runs, it's not that big of a deal. But he just kind of fell apart in the inning that he was pitching in with three runs. And he recorded just one out while he was yeah. in there. And then Jose Soriano, who also has been nails out of the bullpen, yeah. even in the Texas series, that poor guy could not locate a strike, Mike. He only got one yeah. out. He then walked two, and then he hit a batter. Yeah. And so three runs were scored there as well. So just unfortunate to see the bullpen really struggle in this one. I know that everybody was really upset after this game. Uh this is this is other this is the other part of it. The the base the Halos had the bases loaded, right? And and so the or I should say the bullpen had the bases loaded. Yeah. And another pitcher had to come in and try to get them out of it. So no clean uh, innings, really. Yeah. No clean innings for the bullpen. And then Davinsky, who has been great with runners in scoring position, he just, he struggled as well. And and I think, again, these guys were used very, uh, very much through that whole Texas series. Again, I believe that a lot of the reason we won that series was because of the bullpen. Yeah. Um, Davinsky came back in when it was tied because Mickey Moniak made an incredible catch. That was incredible. Out in right field (laughs) and saved it. Then, Mike, uh, here's where I got some some uh, gratification over the weekend. Um, in the top of the ninth, uh, after Velasquez stole two bases, again, doing what he should be doing, Yep. Mike Trout gets an RBI single in the ninth clutch. It was a 100-mile-an-hour pitch off of Roldis Chapman. Yep. So, number one, it was a fastball that he hit for an RBI single. And number two, it was a clutch hit. It put the Angels yep. up up nine to eight right and so trout really came through 
in that moment, his first multi-hit game since May 29th, I, I believe he hit a sinker for a double earlier in the game too. So you could see that his bat was starting to come around at that point, right? But yeah. after that inning where we had the lead 9-8, to eight, the wheels kind of fell off again. Right? right, they brought Davinsky back out, and we learned later that Nevin had told Estevez that he was going to give him two days off. Carlos actually said, I don't want the day off. That was the narrative that you heard from Gubaza on Sunday. And they were talking about how they were trying to save Carlos from himself because he wants to be out there in every game. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess in that moment, I, I was like, man, it just doesn't feel like that's the move because mm. you're going to have Monday off and you're also going to have Thursday off. And he yeah. had Friday off. And so it would make sense for him to come into this game. He's already had a day of rest. But then they brought Davinsky back in, and it wasn't really a good inning at all. He had a runner still second base, and then went to third on an overthrow, and then that runner gets in on a hit, and then later there was a, a walk-off by uh, uh, was it Samad Taylor. Taylor. Samad yeah. Taylor, man. And, and first game, his first game ever in the major <laughs> leagues. And so congratulations to him. But there was a lot of debate on if this was on Nevin or not. I think the only tension I would feel about Phil Nevin's managerial – positioning in that game was that Carlos Estevez decision. And I get that you're, you know, you're probably going to save him for the Dodger series. He really pitched well in Texas. He had that one game in Texas where he didn't get out of the inning and Jacob Webb had to come in and finish it. Mm-hmm. And so I get that maybe he needs some rest, but there, there is a part of me, man, maybe it's just the old school baseball fan in me where I go, he had Friday off. And so why yeah. not have him come in on Saturday, especially in a game where, you needed to like plug up the dam because the dam was busted and, right. and the bullpen just couldn't hold it. And and so that would be the only part that I would say like, okay, that's that's on Nevin. But he did say to Estevez before the game, I'm not going to bring you in. I'm going to give you the day off. And so to pivot on that might have had Carlos pivot on like how he prepares and maybe he wasn't prepared to come in. We don't know all of those details. Mm-hmm. But as a fan, I would have loved to see Carlos come in and shut that down once Mike Trout got that hit in the top of the ninth and made it 9-8. to eight. Yeah, you, you feel like once the game went into your favor, you want to do everything that you can to secure that victory. And even with Davinsky coming in and, and Moniak bailing him out with that catch, I just didn't feel good about him coming back in yeah. for that one and not having Estevez do it. Estevez had 51 pitches thrown, Mike, since Monday. Uh, those are pitches, obviously, that count in the game. Doesn't count for warm-up pitches and whatnot. But I just, I'm with you, man. I I, I, I think that I understand you want to have longevity out of your closer. You don't want anything to happen to him. You don't want to overwork him. But like you said, he had Friday off. Obviously, they used him on Sunday, which is fine. But then you have Monday off. You have this coming Thursday off. Yeah, it just felt like handling somebody with kid gloves. Not sure how I really feel about that. It definitely does not look like the days of old when these guys would go out day after day after day, right? We're talking about our, our K-Rods and our Percivals and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I just it really is upsetting that they didn't get this win. Um, they were able to move on on Sunday, which was great. But it really makes you wonder what could have been if they had just let Carlos Estevez come into the game. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm past it. I'm, I've moved on. I'd be interested to hear what our Lockdown listeners and viewers have to say. So if you're watching on YouTube or if you're on the audio side, come on over to YouTube, comment below. Let us know what you think. Was it right for Nevin to give Estevez that day off because he said he would? Or is that a moment where you think you need to bring him in?
All right, let's, uh, you know, cleanse the palate a bit, Johnny, and let's talk about Sunday because the Angels did get the victory 5-2, yeah. to and it was a Shotani-Mike Trout combination day. <laughs> you know what? You're, you're right. It's, 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 they call it Troutani. Yeah. But because Otani went first in the batting order, I think, I think, does Shotani make sense? Well, yeah. that, that's kind of more like merging Shohei and, and Otani. Right. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, it was Troutani because they both homered in this one. That was fantastic, right? Right. It was a Shotani weekend. It was a Troutani moment with both of them hitting home runs. Johnny, they hit the home run in the same game. This is the 28th time that they've done this. And that tied Tim Salmon and Garrett Anderson for second most in Angel history, a duo hitting those home runs. The other two is Trout and Pujols. They did it 48 times. Wow. Albert, Albert hit home runs for us. Uh, they hit That's all he did, times. actually. Right, exactly. <laughs> in a couple good years, right? Uh, and that was Trout's first home run since June 7th, John. And here's, wow. here's his slash number in the last seven games. 304, 485, 522. So he's coming Wait. back. He's coming can, back. Can you say those numbers again? 304, 485, uh-huh. 522. Ooh. Those are good numbers, Mike. Those are good numbers. Yes, I'm just, just kind of relishing in this moment. That's all. I mean, no, no particular <laughs> well, reason. You pleaded on Friday. Trout, could you just get better so that we could actually not talk about how you're yeah, struggling? Right? No kidding. No Johnny, kidding. Shohei has a 15-game uh, hitting streak, and in that hitting streak, 70 plate appearances. Here's a slash line for you. <laughs> 446, 543. 1,071 and a 1,614 OPS. So, He's homie, a 1,000 slugging percentage. Yes, homie That's is insane. homie is hitting the ball and crushing the ball. And then he pulled that ball against Zach Greinke. I don't know if you saw it. I can't remember whose Twitter account it was. Uh, maybe it might have been Angels Top Plays, our buddy Andrew. But there was a moment where Zach Greinke threw a curveball and totally fooled Otani. Then the second at bat, he threw mm-hmm. the same curveball, and Otani was like, ah, I know what you're doing. And he yes. crushed that ball to right Mike, field. So a 70, good. A 70-mile-an-hour curveball coming in went out as a 117 mile an hour exit velocity. Isn't that crazy? He just gets so much strength and so much battle miles an hour on that thing. Unreal. Uh, Let me finish the line real quick. Uh, 25 hits, nine home runs and 20 RBIs during his 15 game hitting streak. Uh, I'm just getting this news report in. Hold on one second. Otani's good. (laughs) He's good. Yeah. Very good. Mike, he's leading the league with 24 home runs uh, and also Trout and Otani went back to back, which yes. was awesome to see. Yes. Uh, you saw, you saw him hit that two run home run and then Trout came up. I couldn't tweet fast enough because they were hitting home run after right. home run after home run. Right. Mike, you know, it really warmed my heart in this game. Jared Walsh taking yep. us to Walsh mania, baby, because he hit a line drive home run to right field. That thing was a laser beam and it got out and it looked like every, pressure every sense of of dread every sense of feeling bad was released yep. off all Jared the weight Walsh. just dripped off yep it just dripped off then Brandon Drury again man two hits in this one an RBI and then some incredible plays not only at first base but then second base he let that ball drop so that they could get uh Carlos or, uh Salvador Perez on first base and get the lead runner out and then later on, he did a bounce pass, kind of like what we saw Rendon yeah. do to shortstop. Yeah. Uh, Drew was behind second, and he bounced it to Andrew Velasquez. So that was awesome to see as well. And then going back to Troutani, uh, I just have to say, there were some comments that said, 
I think Trout's slumping because he sees how good Shohei's doing and it makes him feel bad. Well, first of all, that's the worst conjecture I've ever heard. <laughs> Second, uh, when when Otani hit his home run and then Trout hit his, you know who was waiting at the top of the steps for Mike Trout? Shohei Otani took it yep. off his head and put it on Trout's head. And, and so those two are good buddies. I, it, people try to start beef between the two of sure. them which i think is hilarious it's like yeah first of all you know nothing second of all you know nothing uh <laughs> but so anyway uh just great to see the camaraderie and again you saw the stress melt away from walsh drury had himself a series and then mike tyler anderson kind of battled through this one it was five innings pitch two runs uh it was it was interesting to see him try to locate that change up because on the broadcast maddie v and gooby were talking about the difference this year has been the location of the changeup. If that thing's in the middle of the plate, it's going to get hit. Even if it's down, it's got to be away or in on the hands. Jaime Berea, who will not need to start as the number six starter for quite some time. I believe it's June 28th. Yeah. We won't need another six starter. He pitched three innings, and that was a great move because yeah. he became the long man in the bullpen with the lead in this one. Carlos Estevez got the save 19 for 19. He's now 19 for 19 in save opportunities this season, tying Lee Smith in 1995 for most consecutive successful save opportunities. I didn't realize this, Mike. I thought that he lost that streak, but apparently it's not an opportunity until the book is closed. And because mm. he loaded the bases against Texas, and then Webb came in to finish it. Yeah. I was like, oh no, did he lose his streak? Well, it turns out he didn't lose his streak because the book closed on Jacob Webb getting the save. Yeah. So therefore, that it maintained his successful streak. I had yeah. a I had a funny thing before we continue, and it was Chad Wallach popped up and Matty V goes, Well, he popped that one up a mile high. And he goes, as Harry Carey would say, that would have been a home run in a phone booth. <laughs> and he did it so good, man. It was hilarious. Hi. That's Hi, so good. Buddy. <laughs> Matty V, that is a good that was great to have him on the call yeah. this weekend. Having Wayne Randazzo regularly is great, but having Matty V jump in on the call was fantastic. And I'm glad that they were able to take two out of three. Johnny, the Angels, 41, 43, have won 11 of 14. And as things currently stand. They have sole possession of the second wild card spot. They haven't done that in years. They haven't and even playoff contention in years. This is second, fantastic. Second place in the AL West again, forty-one and thirty-three, eight games above five hundred. Mike, how are you feeling about this? What do you think? I'm feeling. I'm feeling really good. And I, I let me let me talk about Saturday's game briefly. That game is just one of those things that happens in the baseball season. It's just baseball. And, and if it was happening more often, then I think that the frustration that was expressed would be justified. But it hasn't happened that often, and the Angels just came off of beating three or four from the Rangers. So the, the way that I approach this, this team right now and the way that I've constantly have been approaching the team is if they're going to be good and consistent – I feel like they're going to have one of those bad games every once in a while. And quite mm -hmm. honestly, Johnny, they needed that bad game. I, you mm -hmm. and I talked last week about Carlos Estevez possibly blowing a save and like, when that is that going to happen? And I tweet, I, I texted you in a game against Texas and it actually, he didn't blow the save. They ended up having Jacob Webb come in. It was fantastic. But I think that they need a game like that where things kind of fall apart so that they can build it back and, 
put it back together again. And so as much as we hated that loss, as much as it was frustrating for us, I think it was a good loss for this Angels team because they are a team that's really rolling. And I think this helps them to be a bit more focused. You have to consider a few things too. Um, There's a next man up mentality where guys get hurt. And then even though we were like, not Andrew Velasquez, had a great weekend. Right. Uh, Yeah. Took a lot of walks, stole a lot of bases. Michael Stefanik came up and did what Gio Rochella has been doing all season long. All we need. Uh, Mm -hmm. The last month of the bullpen, I encourage you to look at the Angels bullpen ERA because it's been lights out. We haven't had a blowpen in a long time. And finally, Mike Trout hasn't been hitting. And he's finally hitting. Yeah. And you know that he's going to get hot at the right time. And that's going to help carry this team even further. Even with all the injuries, even with all the, the stuff going down. We've, we've been succeeding without Mike Trout, and now that he's back, I think it's going to look very good for us from here on out. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. And remember, the Angels play the Dodgers on Tuesday at 7.07 Pacific time. You can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. And Johnny, I got that for Father's Day from my hey. wife. And so I did search Angels, and I listened to the hometown broadcast, and it was awesome. And, you and the 90s too. on 9. And the 90s. <laughs> you know me so well, don't you? I do, I do. <laughs> Hey, give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? Love downtown Julie Brown on the 90s on 9. Uh, hey, tomorrow we're going to get you ready for that Dodgers series. It's just a two-game series, but we're going to get you ready. And it's going to be Reed Detmers in night one, and then it's going to be Shohei Otani night two. And so Heard of him? I, I have heard of him, and I'm excited about Reed Detmers. I think that he actually could really pitch well against the Dodgers coming off his last outing. So we're going to talk about that tomorrow on Lockdown Angels. Looking forward to that conversation. Come back and join us again tomorrow. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.